0: It's Friday, and you know what that means. It means the Roundtable family is back together. Proudly brought to you by Muskoka Spray Foam Insulation and Highland Custom Builders, your vision built custom. I got to put it out there like this I'm wondering, guys, is there ever a time in Leafland with the media that they're just happy? It doesn't seem to be because now we brought in all these great veterans, the fans are loving the fact. They can grab a Simmons, a Thornton, a Bogosian jersey, throw it on their back and rep the player that they've loved for so long. But hey, you know why these players are here? It's because John Tavares is not a leader. It is because John Tavares has lost control of the dressing room, and our dressing room is toxic here in Toronto, and these older guys have been brought in to set the younger men straight, not to help the team in the playoffs but to add culture and leadership where John Tavares is lacking. And to that I call bullshit, I think it's crap, and I cannot believe the media in Toronto want to just keep going with this negative narrative. No matter what it is, this team could go out and sign Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, Drew Doughty, you name it, whoever the biggest names are, and put them on this team and they would find something negative to say about it. Wondering what both of you have to say about the headlines splashing across Toronto that John Tavares is not a leader.
1: Well, I'm going to start and I'm just going to say, what in the bullshit lack of stories do we have that we had to create this? Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, John Tavares is not a leader. Okay, well, I beg to differ and I beg somebody to give me some solid evidence on that uh, lack of... Uh, Lack of control in the locker room? No, I just think he's one guy in a room full of about like twenty other guys, about twenty years old. So what what's what's the problem with bringing in extra leadership to help guide these guys? And uh, who doesn't who doesn't remember that like, John Tavares is only like how old, folks? He's he's you know he might have been in the league a while, but he's not the oldest guy in the room. And by all means, why not have somebody to mentor him in uh, such a crucial part of his career as he starts to you know get into those older years and starts to. You know, have to find ways to retool your game and be able to keep up with speed and whatever the case may be. Um, I mean, people sleep on the fact a guy scored nearly what point per game. A guy was. Uh was was an absolute leader on the ice, even when getting ridiculed, and I mean that just shows well. And I, I know those guys in that locker room have a lot more respect than uh, what the Toronto media wants to give. So um, that's crap. As far as Toronto fan base ever being happy, come on, Jim, you you know that, you know better. <laughs> that's oh never yeah. Gonna <laughs> I mean, we're never gonna see the day. Well, you know, maybe when they win the cup, but I bet you will still be some people out there saying no, nah, no, nah, that's not right, and then like you know, what I, mean? I don't think it'll ever happen. And. Uh, Last episode when we welcomed Jen to uh, Leaf Nation, I, I forewarned her, this is going to be a freaking tired fire that you don't want to be a part of, but you'll enjoy it when it's good. I, that's all i got to say. But uh, that's absolute crap. Uh, it sucks that people, that media want to go at John DeVers and, and that. And I mean, that's just the lack of stories coming out of Toronto, so the media's got to find something, in my opinion.
2: Okay, so two things. Two things. First, um, stop giving the media power in Toronto. Like, just stop Thank listening you. to them. Who gives a crap what they say? Nine times out of 10, they're steering the pot. There's very few Toronto media members that actually handle the game and carry it well. I was in the, the coaches conference uh, a couple of years ago, or the coaches press conference, there it is, um, and there was one guy in there, I forget his name, he was probably, he got to ask the first question to Babcock and he was articulate and he asked a good question and he got a good response back. Um, so many of these media members, they just want to stir the pot. Why can't Toronto have nice things? It really stems from the media. I mean, they trigger the fans, they trigger the players, and it's not working. Second part, leadership. John Traveris is a leader to a certain extent, and I'm going to play devil's advocate on this, but there's something that he's not doing properly. He's not doing it right. So they needed to bring in help. Is that a knock at John? Absolutely not. Tremendous player, tremendous human. Um, I'm sure he feels no ways everybody with a good head on their shoulders that plays hockey is all about one thing Winning the Stanley Cup and they will take the help whatever it be to make that happen That is what makes a good leader being able to accept help being able to say you know what this wasn't working So here let's bring in these these um, more. um, I'm going to say enriched players um, And see if that helps you guys have been going through all these different things over the years. You haven't found your flow. You've got you're with a stack a lot of talent. So you brought in Marlowe, and it worked a little bit. Marlowe had a good like a, had a good effect on some of the young players. He was not there long enough, in my opinion. Um, Joe Thornton, uh, Wayne Simmons, and what's the Zach? I can't say his last Bogosian. name. Uh Thank you. Was yeah? I'm not going to try and murder that name. Um, he, they, they're going to bring an element on the ice. And also off the ice. So going back to the media thing, we're they're saying, oh, this is going to cause tension. I read something about uh, about contracts, and paychecks, and how it's going to like how it's going to divide the locker room. Like, get over it. I mean, seriously, what's happening here is is you're looking at a build within a build. I mean. The Leafs have been building for so many years, and it's just a matter of time when they finally get all the right pieces. And it could be this year. It really could be this year. I mean, with a shorter season too, that might play to their benefit. And and, and to be honest with you, it kind of sucks. I mean, I didn't want my team to win last season because of the whole coronavirus thing. And I, I kind of, I mean, like I just, I just want things to go back to normal. So a win is a win, and there's no like you know discrepancies like oh well if you played the full 82 seasons because that's Leafs fans. That's what they do. They find something to
0: complain. They win the Cup in, 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 in Game 7. Leigh's fans, well, why didn't you win it in Game 4? So, that's it. Yeah, well, that's, that's Leafs fandom in a nutshell. I mean, I look at the squad. I look at everything that we brought in, okay? <laughs> this, this team, on paper, has a lot of name value, which you're excited for. But what I want to see, and I'll say this, and this is not media-driven. This is not nothing. I think John Tavares is a leader. I think you need to have the right guys around you for the Toronto market to help you understand and help you in those areas. You look at the first season when Austin Matthews and William Nylander and Mitch Marner and Zach Hyman, all these rookies were here. Who went out and spoke to the media? Who dealt with the media? It was all of the older type players who understood what was going on, who understood it. John Tavares is only in his second season as a Maple Leaf, and there's a lot of hoopla that goes on when you put that C on your chest, more so than just signing here, as a beautiful free agent. So, now you have these guys in the room. A guy like Joe Thornton, who's a little bit more loose. Who lets things flow a little differently. Shows you you can be a leader but still relax. Take a breath. Okay, we all make fun of John Tavares when the puck got shot at the bench and he didn't move. But everybody else is ducking. You know, this guy is like ice water through his veins. Maybe he needs to loosen the reins a bit and undo a little like John Johnny Taze did. You know, these things need to come to be. You look at Wayne Simmons, what does he add? Well, he adds a little bit of, I'll punch you in the face. You mess with my guys, I'll break your legs. Those kind of things. Bogosian, the same. You know, so those things take away from what John Tavares has to try to drag a guy into a fight. These guys can drag them into those areas, like Zach Hyman does with his hard work and play. There's all these different elements that are there. And it's a leadership group. There may be a guy with a C on their chest. But it's a group of players that come together that help this squad win and bond and do everything that we talk about on the show with chemistry, you name it. It's a leadership group, not a leadership guy. So John Tavares may wear the C, but the whole entire group, leadership group, comes together and works together. And maybe that's what the Leafs need to change this offseason and get a few veteran voices in that group to go with Muzzin and Tavares over the Matthews, the Marners, the Neelanders, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah, you can't have too many leaders. I mean, every team has a captain and a couple alternates, but that, that doesn't necessarily mean the leader. I mean, the captain role is supposed to be, but, I mean, like, you can have leaders for different things, you know? So, it's all and different. I totally agree. Like I
1: mean, like, just because you wear the C on your chest, yes, you're the captain of the team, but you're the captain of the team on the ice. So what does the captain do? Cap talks to the refs captain, you know, he's the leader he looks up to for his play on the ice. It's, he sets examples on the ice on how to do it right. Uh, John Tavares fits all those bills. John Tavares is respected by most officials. He's not a guy that's going to chirp you unless you're chirping him and you well deserve it. Uh, he just does things right. As for that, he's an amazing leader in that sense, and I'm, I know you know, I've, I don't know him personally but I can assume the man's a pretty decent human being and probably an upstanding uh, citizen in, in his community. So, um, to say he's not a leader just because he he lacks, what, controlling a room full of 20-year-olds or whatever the case may be or whatever this is stemming from. I mean, that's not that's not fair. So John Tavares is a leader, and like Jen said, I mean, you bring in guys for different reasons. Um, Jumbo Joe, he's been around the ringer. He's been through it all, and, you know, he's been through battles and not, and, and not had, and not had the, the ultimate success. So he can be there to guide players when they're going through hard times. You bring in a guy... Like uh, like a Jason Spezza, another guy that does it right. But you know, he might be more vocal in the locker room. Whatever the case may be, it's a, it's like you said, a leadership group. So for people to start singling people out because they're not doing a job of what. You know, a management team should be doing. Well, then I think that's bullshit, and I think it's not even a fair, a fair, a fair argument. So um, I'm good on Kyle Dubis for bringing in support for John Tavares. I'm sure he was probably notified about all of it, and I'm probably sure John Tavares was one of the guys calling Jumbo Joe and uh, trying to get him to come over. So um, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, let's stop giving the media all this, uh, all this power, and let's start thinking for ourselves and what what we see.
0: Well said. The other thing I want to touch on, and this is just a fun bit before I jump into uh, some of these players for a second, I want to talk about Joe Thornton and just the type of guy he is. So he comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, he wears number 19, and we've all now heard the conversation between him and Spezza. He'll wear 97, wasn't going to take Spezza's 19. That alone speaks to what kind of guy Jumbo Joe is. He doesn't want to ruffle any feathers. He wants to come in and play for this team. He wants to come here and play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He didn't want to come in and say, you know, I'm Joe Thornton and I've been in the league for 20 years. You're going to give me your number. This is where I'm going to play. This is what I'm going to do. I like the quote that I heard from Mark Bergevin about Brendan Gallagher. And I wish more players were like Brendan Gallagher because he goes, there's high-maintenance players, medium-maintenance players, low-maintenance players, and then there's the no-maintenance players. And it sounds like Joe Thornton, Jen, you can attest to this more so than anything, is one of those between the low to no maintenance players just wants to go play doesn't need much of the frou-frou just wants to be on the ice with the boys
2: well yeah definitely and I mean at this point in Jumbo's career I mean like the clock's ticking time's running out he wants a cup I know we talk about players that deserve a cup or do they deserve a cup because it's a team sport but I mean what Joe has been to the league the player he is I mean he's he's Arguably one of the best passers of all time, and um, he definitely would be nice to see him add a cup to his, um, you know, his collection. Um, Joe had had some issues with the GM, Doug Wilson, in, in San Jose um, a few years ago, but the way Joe handles himself, like, it's just nothing but class. Now, granted, he does have his moments of weakness. I mean, when he does get, you know, his, 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 his limit is tested. Um, we, we've all been there, and it's not really fair to, you know, call him out for something we've all done, you know, losing like losing our patience. Um, but with what you said, James, about him being low to no maintenance, at this point, I would put Joe under no maintenance. Like, he's just happy to be there. He's done this number thing before when playing for Team Canada, um, the World Cup. He wore 97, I believe, and let Jonathan Taves wear his 19. Joe Thornton isn't a player there to play for himself. He's there to play for the team. And whoever, like his coaches growing up, uh, have to take a lot of credit because they 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 raised, they molded the ideal hockey player. They really, really did. Hardworking, good teammate, leader, fun. That's another thing that that, that some teams are missing is the element of fun. Why did players start playing hockey? Because it was fun, right? So why don't we see them having fun anymore? The pressures of this, that, and the other, okay. But if you if you step out of that and you just enjoy yourself, all the pressure just melts away. And these are like skilled players. And this is something that I talk to players that I know, and, and, and you know, like when they're having a hard time and their team's struggling, I'm like, well, just go out and have some fun, you know? And you'll see the difference. You'll see the difference. You'll see the player with a big smile on his face. You'll see that with Joe. Unless, you know... He does something stupid. He takes things pretty hard. But just watch. Joe's a good time. It's going to be a good time this year.
0: Listen, and I've said this, and I brought that point up, because and you just hit the nail on the head with Joe Thornton. Um, you look at these players like Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Willie Nylander, you name it, all these players who now have been paid. Okay, you've gotten paid. But now you need to stop worrying. and Jen, you're big on this, about the business on the back. You've got to start worrying about the logo on the front. And watching a guy like Joe Thornton leave the San Jose Sharks and all the, you know, upsetness and, you know, Logan Couture being upset about him leaving and other players, Evander Kane, you name it, they're all upset that Joe left because of what he brought to that team. Now he's coming over to Toronto. He's not taking a guy's number. He's coming to play for the Maple Leafs, the crest on the front, not the jumbo Joe Thornton on the back. You know, and I think that's lost a little bit on some of these guys. Because you look at the GQ shoots and you look at all these fancy things that go on for these young players and all the endorsement deals and this, that, and the other, you have to think about how much that takes out of you, A, but B, at the same time, these guys got to start realizing when you start playing for that crest on the front, it becomes that brotherhood. It becomes that chemistry. It becomes that bond. And maybe Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons and Bogosian, these guys who took less money or less years or whatever to come to the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, because they want to play for that crest and win a cup and thought this was the best chance. Those guys who are already here and getting paid big dollars, maybe that starts to rub off on them too. And you start to see a little bit more of that give a shit meter move up. And I'm not just talking about, you know, they're dragging on the ice. No, these guys are all talented players. They all put the puck in the net. They all do those kind of things. But I'm talking about that extra couple strides on the back check that extra stick lift, those little things that go into all the little minutia that you will see these guys who are coming in on one-year deals who are chasing a cup provide. And maybe that's why there's so many this year, such an influx of these players, because Dubas wants to have that rub off the right way on an Austin Matthews, who's already molding his game to a bigger thing. But you want that to rub off on these young guys. And look at Mitch Marner in the playoffs, blocking shots, doing those kind of things. You need to do that consistently. Not just here and there. It needs to be an every game, in and out basis. I know you're there to put the puck in the net. I know you're there to rack up assists or whatever you are there for, whatever you're paid for. But if you do the whole entire embodiment of the team game, everybody wins at that point. Everybody does, and that's why these guys are here.
2: And you got to laugh a little bit, <coughs> and, and I spent a lot of time laughing at least Twitter, no offense. Um, When they are, like, people are poking jokes about, you know, Joe Thornton and Simmons and these players coming in because they want to win a cup. And everyone's like, well, the wrong team to go play for. Okay, well, when's the last time you played hockey? These are players that have played for decades. They know the game. They know what it takes. And the lack of space in these players, like, I don't know if it's just the water in Toronto. I'm I'm here in Toronto. I drink the water. I'm level-headed, I mean. But... I just, it, it, it makes, it really frustrates me the lack of space that the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs fan base, not all, I will say, and the, the media, of course, but I think the media is just paid to be toxic. I'm really starting to believe that they can't be that serious. Anyways, um, so many complaints and laughter at, 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 like, Joe Thornton's one of the most veteran players in the league, right? And if he thinks that Toronto's the team to win the Cup, guess what? Toronto is the team to win the Cup. That mentality... And this is what my whole thing is as a mentality coach myself. That mentality and that frame of mind is what's going to help lead this team to the championships. Granted, things could come up, injuries, this, that, and the other, whatever, knock on wood. But you've got to look at the mentality of this player. And everybody that's saying otherwise, laughing, ha-ha, Maple Leafs, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Buckle up, like I've said over and over again. Team to watch. Definitely
0: a team to watch and a team to beat this year. Well, I'm very excited about, you know, being a team to beat and obviously you look on the like I said, the name value on the paper gets me excited and that's why I started this off with the whole leadership and negativity. Let's just have fun. Like you just said, let's enjoy this. Let's enjoy the fact that for the longest time before John DeVares, nobody wanted to sign here with name value unless we grossly overpaid them. Jason Blake, hello. David Clarkson, how you doing? You know, you look at these players, you had to pay that money to get them to play in Toronto. Now guys want to come here on a one-year, I-want-to-win-the-cup deal. You know, and we criticize Mike Babcock, but I watched that quote going around and around and around where he said, you watch, players will want to come here. Players will want to sign here, and players will want to chase a cup here. It's coming. They're coming. And they are. Here it is. Enjoy it. Now, the problem with that is... The expectations go through the roof, and with Leaf fans, Kyle, you can attest to this, we're no good with expectations. As soon as we take one step, it's why didn't we take five? So this year, guys, let's go back to the first year when Austin Matthews and crew made the playoffs by beating the Pittsburgh Penguins off of a downtown Connor Brown shot, and just enjoy the season. Enjoy it for whatever it is. Enjoy the frickin' ride. Because you know what? Enough, enough, sorry. Go ahead, no, go ahead.
2: I was going to say another thing Lay off the players on social media Because some of them they, they, they shouldn't go on I'm so against players Going on social media During the season Lay off the players Have some faith in them If you're going to tweet at them If you're going to jump on their tweets Or their posts Or their Instagrams Or whatever they do Build them up Don't rip them down Because it gets in their head And affects their game Even the nobodies Every, This happens to all of us You hear something Someone's picking at you constantly You start to believe it So lay off the players Support them only Period.
1: That's it. Nothing more. Just support them. Yeah, fun playing hockey would be nice. I mean, I, I we all started, like you said, playing hockey for the love of the game. And uh, unfortunately, in today's world, I mean, as soon as you hit, you know, PUE or or Bantam, playing hockey kind of stops. <laughs> I mean, it gets so serious so quick for these kids, and it's all they know for a long time. And you know, you get you get as you move up in the in the in the levels. It becomes, a you know, more on, more on the line, more at stake, your career, winning, not being able to win when you're playing junior, whatever the case may be, uh, it, the pressure just mounts. And just well, that's, that's
2: absolutely true. I mean, I'm training, I'm literally training a 12-year-old right now. I've yeah. never taken a kid that young. And the, yeah, the, it's, the, the challenge in that is that I have to keep this kid, keep the fun in the game right it's crazy when you like i like
1: i've covered junior hockey and i like last year i i worked for the calling of and i mean we're at games and you got guys uh ads of kids that are playing peewee hockey and they're coming up to you and they're like so what is your roster looking like in the next few years what are you thinking where like, are you kidding me right now? Like, Why do your kid wakes up tomorrow and doesn't want to play hockey? Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe you should just let him have some fun and enjoy what he's got left and, you know, just let him have fun playing hockey with his friends before this becomes such a serious thing. Like, it's just, it's crazy the amount of pressure people put on these kids and parents, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm a father of girls and, uh, like, I will be behind them if they ever want to play hockey, but I will be super happy if they go find a different sport that I know nothing about and I can just sit there and enjoy it because... You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you just want them to have fun and do what they love to do. And just let these guys and the pros do what they love to do. Like, they're out there. They're away from their families. They're putting on a show for you. Enjoy it. Enjoy it for what it is. It's a freaking game. It's a game. At the end of the day, the Stanley Cup is a trophy that was made years ago. It's a holy grail to all people who love hockey, yes, but it's just a game. Yes, these guys get paid big amounts of money. They're putting on a show for you every night of the week. It's a game.
2: Can I, can I actually interject here? You know the game, the card game, um, a hole.
1: Yeah, I, I love
2: it? that game. Okay, <laughs> I love that game too. My favorite time to play that game is coming from a hole to take president. All I right, all the way to back up. Line. When you got when you got to give up your cards and you come all the way back. Well, that's yeah. Really drunk. <laughs> that right. is the best feeling. Now that's an analogy for hockey. We're gonna yeah. lose. You're gonna lose some games. You might blow the Stanley Cup final. You might blow the conference final. Whatever but the best feeling is coming from
1: the bottom. Ask the Blues, they know. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. so stupid.
2: Sorry to interrupt you, though, but I have that thought. No, that, no but that's exactly <laughs> where I'm going with it. Like, you know, at
1: the end of the day, just let these guys be hockey players. Let these guys have fun. We look so much into their lives and read so much. Actually, it was funny because, you know, I had a, I was talking about a guy on social media the other day, and he literally said, he's like, you can, you can take an Instagram post, screenshot it, and tell people to read the comments and, three or four different people to read the comments, and you'll get three or do- four different stories out of that. Because people read into shit way too much. Stop looking at William Nylander's freaking post when he's on All-Star break, and he's not with John Tavares and, and Alex Matthews or whoever. Who cares? These guys are humans. They have lives. They do their own things. Enjoy hockey for what it is. Let hockey be hockey. Enjoy it. It's supposed to be that escape, that getaway, and then these people go on social media and just start these firefighters and Twitter rants, and it's just, it's, it's unreal, man. Just Kyle,
0: Kyle, I need to know if he had sugar in his tea. I need to know if he butters from the left to right. <laughs> oh, I need box. to yeah, know. Let me, go,
1: let me go let me go scale his mansion walls and I'll let you know shortly, okay? I don't understand
2: that. I don't understand people's, like, fixation on these players and what they're doing. And, like, no. I mean, there was, a, there was a tweet the other day. Someone's like, can someone tell hockey players not to cheat? And I'm like, what? Uh... <laughs> I'm like, I, that's everywhere honey like literally everywhere but it's like what like what happened uh uh it <laughs> a day. We, go we could could, we could. and i mean least nation we are
1: honestly the worst like i i look at other like maybe montreal but i can't i can't understand what half of those tweets mean because i don't i can't read french so but at the end of the day like let's be honest toronto's toronto's social media and toronto fans are freaking toxic at one loss. We'll lose the first game of the season, Still so we'll have 81 games to go. And the freaking... The is the, the the over, we're losing, yeah, we're out. It's, it's honestly disgusting. Like, I, I've left so many Leaf fan groups just because, like, it's so toxic, man. It's garbage. And Kyle, I, I Kyle
0: may it. I remind you, there's a guy on this podcast that does a video before each game. <laughs> and you know how badly I get bashed every single uh, game. Right, yeah, I'm a Be- part of that. Well, part of that team, I read it, and that's
1: exactly. Exhibited. You know, you know what's so what? crazy?
0: Like, I well, I do a prediction season video for every single game. I, I talk about, I hype it up, I pump it okay. up. There's one every single game, and you know, I get the same comments, and this is not from other fan bases. Other fan bases have fun with it. Our fan bases, how can you say they're going to win every game? How come you never predict they're going to lose? Because you don't predict your team is going to lose. You go right. in there I, and you I, want I, them I, to win. I got to tell you guys something.
2: It's not necessarily. I, you know what? There's some really good Toronto Leaf fans out there. I'm talking to them right now. It's not all It's all. Not Toronto toxic. It's, it's culture in general. It's worldwide. We've become so toxic as a, as a society in so many different areas that it just filters through our interests. So I wouldn't really you know, say it's just Toronto specifically. I mean, we're a big city. We're a big market. So it seems like more. But it really isn't. It's like hockey culture being attacked. It's not hockey culture. It's just culture. People are messed up, so I gotta, you know, I I, I can't agree with you completely on what you said, James, because there are some really, really good Leaf fans out there, solid Leaf fans. I grew up with some of them, and they don't get involved in the nonsense of the, the rubbish on Twitter. Why? Because they don't need to. They don't need to to build up their, you know what I mean, their esteem or their, their feelings on likes and this and that. They say what they gotta say and they get out. As with regards to your videos, James, keep doing that. And if someone comes at you, tag me and I'll take them to, I'll take them to lunch.
0: Oh, I don't listen. There was a video, one of, one of the best ones we did, and it was. Um, I don't know if you guys know uh, Brian Five or Six for the Ottawa team. Um, you might have heard of him, may not have. But um, he's been, is, yeah he
1: follows on, these videos are
0: epic. So <laughs> I did a video for the uh, for the Toronto versus Ottawa. Uh, I thought Toronto was going to absolutely walk Ottawa. I said six to one. I brought out the wrestling references because that's what Brian Five or Six does, and you know opening a can of whoop ass and all this stuff, and literally sixteen thousand views on the video. Everybody chiming in, every Ottawa fan. Not once, not once did I get angry at anybody. Everybody ripped me down. It was so funny though to watch these people go from, "Oh man, you're nothing but a punk in your parents' basement." When you say, "Oh, thanks for watching the video. Glad you tuned in. Glad I could do whatever." You see the change in their response immediately, immediately. Even though, I, even even say, no, Le- I know what you're talking about. You kill them with kindness, even Leaf fans. You
2: kill them with kindness, exactly. They they they're just like, uh 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 uh. uh. Oh okay. Like, I I've been in so many situations like that where they attack me and then we end up being friends.
0: <laughs> well, because they just like. They're like, oh, fuck, this is a normal person. It's not just a person. You happen to this camera. He actually is a human being. And he responded to me. I don't know what to say now because I didn't think he would respond. That's the problem. <laughs> People don't never think that they're going to get nothing back. But aside, you know, you're right. There are many, 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 many Great Leaf fans. And the good thing about this entirety of the sport, whether you cheer for Toronto, Pittsburgh, San Jose, you name it, Carolina, we all have good fans, we all have bad fans, but we all cheer for the same team and one day your team will win the cup, and hopefully that is a time when everybody puts down their flag of differences for your same team and just enjoys the fact you won a cup. But let's move on from the negativity. What's going on positive-wise? Jen, you got something cool happening again next week with your show. What's up?
2: Yeah, um, can't really announce my guests just yet because we're building up to something, but um, it could be big. I'll just leave it at that. And then, of course, I'm going to make a public announcement um, with regards to where I'm going to be fan-wise this year. I mean, I've said it on here, but um, obviously I haven't really taken it publicly on Twitter. I don't know how that's going to be received. People are going to be like, ah, you're an idiot. Whether, you know, they're just going to ignore me. Who knows? Who cares? At the end of the day, where Joe goes, I go. And that's just the way it is. That's the way it's been. Um, and no, when he retires, I'm not going to retire. i just have to re-establish you know, establish where where I belong uh, might be Toronto who knows it's my city right but uh, yeah
0: <laughs> Mr. Outrage what about you and the uh, the podcast what's going on there who do you got next well, what's shaking old.
1: every every week new episode of Junior Hockey Talk uh, uh, you know we have the OJSL uh, every week and uh, we're covering the new league it's exciting uh, hoping to get some hockey back going around here some junior hockey maybe not so much pressure as NHL hockey but it's uh, unfortunately just as much politics and bull crap in junior hockey. Oh,
2: junior but hockey good.
1: I love like oh, hockey. It is it, great. The hockey's great. I love honestly, it. Junior hockey, the worst part is tense. And that goes all the way down to minor hockey. It's the exact same thing. At that, that, those kids just want to play because they're still playing to get somewhere. These yeah. parents, they are the worst. Like, they are just absolute craziness in, in the ranks. But honestly, having a great time with the podcast. Got it going on. Um, check it out, Junior Hockey Talk on Twitter and all social media. But James. Yeah, the real Dave, question, Dave, sir, Dave, the Dave, real Dave. question is, are you <laughs> ready for the debut, my friend? Yeah.
0: You know what? I'm a little nervous, can't lie, can't wait for it, but it's always nice when you um, put up a tweet and, you know, you say you want to channel your inner James Sabalski and you get a DM and then you get the Joe Bowen like of your tweet saying that you're going to use some of the, uh, the old taglines from old Bonesy. It makes me feel like, all right, I, I can have some fun with this. And like you said, Kyle, earlier, you know, before we jumped on, don't worry about uh, being too serious tonight. Just have some fun. It's going to be neat. I can't wait to uh, to get up in the gondola. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. While I was a little late. Work had me a little bit uh, strung, but I also went and got a fresh cut. So uh, I had the appointment, so that uh, tied me up a little longer than I expected. So I'm going to be looking good in new duds and... I can't wait to get behind a mic and take some pictures, snap it up, and, you know, rep offside while we're at the rink. Cannot wait for tonight. Like,
2: like I said, James, one thing, when you're going into it, you're going to make a mistake. It happens. We all do it. Just power through it. Like, don't question yourself. You say You say someone's name wrong. You say the wrong name. Laugh at yourself and move on. Don't hold on. Don't stay in that spot. Just keep moving forward.
0: Well, my problem is I know some of the boys from last year when I worked with the team, and I got all their nicknames, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say them yet. But I know a few of them are gonna slide out, so it's gonna be it's okay. fun it's time.
2: Okay. Definitely, it's okay. Like there's, there's really no wrong way of doing this. Just don't cuss, right? And yeah. you don't, you, you don't, you don't rip apart the other, the other players. You're calling, you're calling a neutral game to a certain extent with a little bit of flair, flair for, of course, your hometown team. Um, but like I said, when it comes down to when you, when you mess up or if you do drop a nickname, just keep going, keep moving, because all you're doing is you're, just, you're making the game relatable to the listener and making it fun for everyone. That's your job. That's oh,
0: yeah. No, no. I can't wait to just enjoy it. But, you know, some of these nicknames, I don't know, guys. I don't know, guys. Yeah. No nicknames. I don't know, guys. <laughs> 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 I don't know, guys. Some of these nicknames are you definitely uh, around-the-rink nicknames, if you know what I mean. One of those well, slip It well, might I be, be a little couple eyebrow raisers.
2: <laughs>
0: but it's going to be... You know. I think you're going to be great, James. I think
2: you're going to be great. I think you've done enough videos. You do a lot of talking. Your podcast, all this will come in. And I think you're going to do great. And at the end of it, you're going to judge yourself and be like, ah, oh, I did this and this and this wrong. But none of us are going to hear it. I'll be watching 100%. Yeah. I'm watching tonight. You said it's on Facebook Live? That's where I'll be
0: watching Yeah, it. I'll be throwing up um, the, the link and all that jazz when we uh, when everything gets settled. Okay. When they get settled in the rink and get logged in and all that jazz. But it's going to be fun. I'm going to try to do a little video right at the rink and shout out everybody and have a little fun with it. But, uh, yeah, definitely tune in. Um, you know, tune in. Criticize me. Let me know what I need to work on. Um, yeah, I can't wait, man. I cannot wait. It's awesome to fly the offside flag and call some live hockey, something we don't have in our lives a lot right now. So if we can add a little fun tonight, why not? What are you going to do on a Friday night? You're going to watch the Cole Harbor Colts and adopt a new junior team. Let's go.
1: Yeah, let's go.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is Offside Hockey Talk. For this Friday, it's Offside Hockey Talk, where hockey comes to talk.